Welcome to Welcome Heart, Living a Legacy Life podcast. My name is Sue Donaldson, speaker, author, and creator of welcomeheart.com. What better legacy than to open our hearts to God and open our lives and homes to others? Jesus said, love me, love your neighbor. Sounds like a legacy life to me. Thank you for joining me. Hello, today I get to introduce you to my new friend, Becky Keefe. Is that how I say it? I forgot to ask you, Beck. That's it, Becky Keefe. Okay. And she is down in Southern California where I used to be. And I heard her on a Red House Collective writing training. And she's got such a great heart. Um, She's young and has three boys. Bless you, my dear. And um, Becky, if you could just start off by telling us a little bit about your family and then your, we're going to talk about a couple of the books you've written, your ministry, and then we'll talk about legacy. So Becky, welcome to uh, Welcome Heart, Living a Legacy Life. Thank you. I'm so glad to be here with you, Sue. And I love that you called me young. I mean, 40, <laughs> 40 is young, right? Like, Oh my oh, gosh, absolutely. I can I be your grandmother. Re- I will receive that. <laughs> you not be my grandmother. No, okay, you, mother. You could be my mom, maybe, <laughs> barely. Um, so yeah, I live here in Southern California with my husband, Chris. We've been married for 17 years time goes by fast. Um, and we have three spirited boys. Anyone Mm. else listening have spirited children? Um, and they are 10, 12 and 13 and Mm. yeah, keep us on our toes and on our knees praying. And absolutely. Yeah. We love hiking our local trails. We live near the San Gabriel Valley foothills and, um, yeah, life is full and good. Wonderful. Wonderful. And you are a twice or three times author. Is that right? Yeah. I've written two books and a Bible study. Wonderful. And the first one was such a great title that I just wanted to read this. I'm into reading titles. I I find that I I can finish the title at least. And so the title of your first book is No Better Mom for the Job. That is such a great title. No, you know why? Because we all get discouraged. We yes. want to give up. And it's, it's one of those jobs that you really can't give up on. I mean, you can quit your other jobs. And that's not quite true because I know of, I have friends whose mothers quit their job way too early and just mm-hmm. left, left the family. And that's a whole nother subject. But when you're talking to moms, how do you encourage them and say that there is no better mom for the job? Well, it really comes out of my own story of, of believing that they're actually was a better mom for the job. Not mm-hmm. that there another woman would actually come and <laughs> you know <laughs> too bad and take huh? my place. I mean if they could come like right at dinner time and bath time, like that would be excellent. But like this sinking feeling of inadequacy that another mom would do a better job in my mm-hmm. shoes. Mm-hmm. Um especially when my boys were little and especially with my firstborn who just was like spirited and strong-willed to his core. I just felt like something was wrong with my child or or something was wrong with me, but either way we were not a match. And so that led to this, this wrestling. And ultimately I think like the deep question of did God make a mistake in making me the mom of my exact kids? Wow. I'm sure you're not the only mom who has ever had that question in her brain. So how did God answer that? Yeah. Well, 
not by magically making me, you know, like taking away all those inadequacies, but through the process of learning to, to trust him, to rely on him, to know that not only did he pick me to help grow my kids, but that those particular kids were meant to help grow me. Oh, isn't that the truth? Grow me in my dependence on the Lord, grow Mm -hmm. me in my hunger for the word to realize like, I don't have enough patience or joy or strength or wisdom on my own, but guess what? Those are the exact things that God in his word promises to give us. Mm -hmm. And so, um, really like that's the message of the book that whether you came to motherhood by birth or adoption or foster care, like for whatever season your kids are entrusted to your care, God did not make a mistake. You are Mm. not the short straw that got drawn. You are not the last kid to get picked. Like Mm -hmm. he is purposeful. Doesn't mean it's easy. Doesn't mean that we won't mess up. Doesn't mean that we won't, you know, falter and trip and have to get back up. But it does mean that God promises to always be with us and he will equip us. Um, And when we have that as our perspective, it's not about having more self-confidence, like do more, try harder, be a Pinterest perfect mom. Like, no, we need, we need God confidence. Um, And so, yeah, that's, that's what I'm still learning. You know, 13 Mm. years into motherhood, that's, that's what I'm still learning. And guess what? You still will continue learning that. I'll just tell you as an older mom, I kind of feel like that's going to be a a lifelong lesson, right? It's a great lesson though, because of what Paul said that our sufficiency is in our non-sufficiency. So mm-hmm. it's cause to sell ce- cause to celebrate. We don't feel like celebrating the emotional jab is in our brain or in our heart, or we're just plain tired where we go, wow, I really blew it today, Lord. And then we give it over to him mm-hmm. and he reminds us, oh, guess what? I am your all in all. And you wouldn't have figured that out if you were just so, such a hotshot mom or hotshot anything. Right. So um, your latest book is on kindness. And I just, I when I first heard you speak, I thought she's such a kind person. So she's good at it. But mm-hmm. what, why do you think, um, who is this message for specifically? The name of the book is The Simple Difference, How Every Small Kindness Makes a Big Impact. This, this book, message for? This message is for anyone who feels discouraged by the heavy problems of our world. This is book is for anyone who wants to live their one life well with intention and purpose. Mm-hmm. This book is for anyone who feel who has question like you know, I'm a fill in the blank. I'm a stay at home mom. I'm, you know, a grocery store clerk. I'm, you know, a corporate executive who works 70 hours a week. Like whoever you are, we can feel like, like surely, like I don't have what it takes Mm -hmm. to make a lasting impact. Hmm. Well, this book shows that actually right where you are with exactly what you already have, you can make an impact by relying on the power of the Holy spirit in your life. And it's a book about seeing more of the people in front of us, experiencing more of God's kindness towards us mm-hmm. and more of his power within us. Um, and that, that right there, you can change a life and many lives. Can you give us an example of when you really experience God's kindness towards you? Hmm. Oh yeah. I mean, so, so many examples come to mind. Um, I mean, just, just actually when I was launching the simple difference, it's funny how it's like, you get to a position of writing a book and it's like, I've, I've learned these lessons and now I'm ready to, to write about them. No, no, God is going to continue to have you (laughs) live them. And so Mm. 
it just so happened, not perfect timing in my world that I thought, but two weeks before the simple difference launched, I had to have hip surgery. Oh no. And I was like, that's not good timing. Like I, you know, wanted to do speaking events and I had like a full podcast calendar and, um, you know, so many different things to do. And I was like, okay, it'll be fine. Like, well, I woke up from that surgery and I had an adverse reaction to the anesthesia and it affected my vision. I couldn't see clearly. I I woke up and I tried to to check my text messages and I'm like, where are my glasses? Oh no, my glasses were on my face and I couldn't see, and I couldn't see far away. And it resulted in these, these migraines. I didn't know if it was going to go away. And so scary it was, Mm -hmm. and super discouraging. And I was Mm -hmm. like, my life is on my phone and on my computer, not to mention (laughs) like taking care of my family. And I saw God's kindness in friends showing up and bringing meals. Mm. My three boys were in the middle of soccer season and I wasn't allowed to drive for a month and friends came in. And when my husband couldn't, those boys were picked up and dropped off and taken where they needed to go. And then one Sunday morning, it was my first time out of the house after surgery, other than going to physical therapy. And my husband was like, do you want to go to church? And I was like, no, but I will. Mm. Like I knew that. And, um, And I was standing for as long as I could. And then the pain got too much and I had to sit down and I just was, it was during worship and I just had my eyes closed and I was just, was praying Sue. And the song was, um, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Um, uh, you cast out the darkness. Uh, wait, I'm losing the words. Um, you make the dark, sorry. You make the darkness tremble. You cast Mm. out every fear. Mm. And so just, I was just casting my fears on the Lord and just pouring out my heart to him and just admitting that not only was I afraid of like my vision, but just other things in my life that I was just afraid of. And I just felt the kindness of his presence with me. And I opened my eyes and the pastor got up to start to preach. And I had my Bible in my lap and suddenly I realized I could read it. Oh, it makes me cry. (laughs) And I turned to my husband and I was like, I can see like what I'm like, I can see the words and like, yeah. and they're on the screen and I can, yeah. and he was like, you can. And God, I know he doesn't always choose to have those instantaneous healings, but for me, mm-hmm. he did. Mm-hmm. And just that kindness of in our pit, in our trouble, not only is his presence going to show up, but he's also going to give us people to rally around us to be his hands and feet. Um, so that's, that's one kindness I won't ever forget. Yeah. I think that's so beautiful. Um, I know that one of your positions or what you're working for is now with Encourage. Tell us a little bit about Encourage and what you do for them. Yeah. So Encourage is uh, an online community for Christian women. And we are all about real, honest, messy stories that point to the hope and encouragement of Christ. We just want to see Jesus in our lives and live our lives for him and to be more like him. Hmm. Encourage is part of the Dayspring family. And if you guys aren't familiar with Dayspring, it's um it's a a Christian resource company under the Hallmark umbrella. They produce great, I mean, your favorite cards, mm-hmm. uh, books, Bibles, home decor, all that kind of stuff. And so with Encourage, I um get to be part of the family of creating resources for Christian women. We mm-hmm. have a podcast, just the Encourage podcast, um, articles and devotions seven days a week. Um, my book, the simple difference and the companion Bible study called courageous kindness, both of those I wrote in partnership, um, with encourage. And we have about 25, 30 writers, um, on our staff and just, it's so fun to get to help 
bring stories into the world from all different perspectives, all different backgrounds, women of different ages and life stages. And just to see this beautiful picture of who God is and how he meets us in the thick of our everyday lives. Well, I'm sure that this will be a great resource and I'll put the links to all that in the show notes. Um, Becky, why is the book's book message of uh, kindness something that you feel will hit um, someone's hearts and minds today right now? I think in the last couple of years, we have seen what happens when people don't choose kindness. Mm. Isn't that the truth? We've seen a lot of, a lot of division. We've seen people default to criticism and cynicism. Mm. And um, it's easy just to get kind of stuck in that pit. It's easy to put up a wall and, and start to see people as an us versus them. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's why the message of the simple difference is so necessary because it's not a message to say like, you have to agree with everyone or you have to like everyone or be everyone's best friend. But it's a message that says like, right where you are, you can be a conduit of God's kindness to mm. someone else. And especially when we disagree, especially when someone is hard to love, whether it's a neighbor or a coworker or someone in your house. Um, I have a whole chapter called hardest at home because mm-hmm. let's be real. Like it could be hardest to be kind to the people that you live with. Um, but that's the life. That's the abundant life that God is calling us to is, is to love others well. And I really feel like if we get back to that very basic, like, foundation in the Lord of seeing people as image bearers of God and treating them that way. Like as believers, we can shift the cultural tide um, and create waves of lasting change. Mm -hmm. And isn't there a scripture about the kindness of God leads us to repentance? And so when you say that we are a conduit to God, our kindness really much more than just telling the truth, it's showing the truth through the kindness of God to our neighbors and even to our enemies. I wouldn't say there are a lot of people would say Americans would say, well, this person is my enemy, but there are people that we just um, maybe consciously or unconsciously just don't associate with because we don't care for their opinions right? or what the placards they have in their front yard. Mm -hmm. But God, Jesus never shied away from a person. Never. No. He went after the ones that were more disenfranchised. So uh, what a great book. And you will be giving one away this week. Is that right? Yes. And actually, let's do this, Sue. Let's give away a copy of The Simple Difference and The Courageous Kindness Bible Study. Okay. Um, so I think that will be that will be great. And you can read them together or, or separately. But Courageous Kindness is a six-week Bible study. Um, and yeah, I think I think someone will will. will really meet the Lord through that. Can they do the Bible studies separate from the book? Yes, absolutely. Yes. You can, you can give away them, them oh, separately. Okay. Yeah. You that don't have way, to read that way. Two people can win. Yes. Perfect. <laughs> and they can trade <laughs> when they're done or just buy the other one. All right. That's wonderful. One more thing. You do talk about anxiety and isolation when you, you are a speaker as well. Talk to me about that. Why, um, why have you made that one of your topics? My daughter is a marriage and family therapist. Mm-hmm. at USC. And she said, all the students suffer from anxiety. <laughs> and that's kind of a, you know, generalization, but you know, we are an anxious generation. So yeah. why does anxiety come from isolation? We're just coming out of isolation because of COVID. 
But why do you think those two things go together? And what kind of message of hope can you give the anxious woman today? Yeah. Well, kind of to go back to your, your very first question about that, like, why have I chosen to, to speak about anxiety, to write about anxiety? And it's exactly what you tied it to isolation. I believe it is so important to bring our struggles out of the darkness of isolation and into the light of shared experience. Because I find, and this, and this I found with motherhood too, is honestly really the reason that I wrote no better mom for the job of when the enemy wants to hiss a lie into our souls that says, you are the only one who struggles this way. Hmm. You are the only one who feels alone. You are the only one who feels inadequate. You are the only one who struggles with shame or doubt or fear or worry or fill in the blank. And so taking our struggles out of the darkness of isolation and by speaking them aloud or sharing them with a trusted friend or a Christian counselor, it doesn't change the struggle, but in the light, it loses a bit of the power of its grip on us. And so that's what I have experienced. Once I got honest with first myself and then with God, and then my husband and a few close friends about my anxiety, which I tried for years to hide, to pray it away. If I just manage my time better or get Mm. more sleep or exercise more or stop scrolling Instagram, like all those things are good. But for me, you know, I was diagnosed with a, a, a clinical anxiety disorder and it wasn't just a matter of doing more or trying harder. Like mm-hmm. I needed to be really honest with myself about what I was struggling with in order to then get the help and support I needed. And so I have found that God has just opened the door for me to share some of these struggles of this is what anxiety looks like and feels like for me. And here's how I'm struggling and here's how I'm clinging to hope. And I'm never not amazed at the comments that I get at the DMS that slide into, you know, my Instagram box or the emails Mm -hmm. of people just saying me too, or you gave voice to something that I didn't know how to name. Um, and I think that's, that, that's a powerful thing. And that's, that, that's a gift that we can give ourselves. Oftentimes I, I, I figure out what I'm feeling by writing about it. Mm -hmm. Um, that's just how God has wired me. And so, for the woman who is struggling with anxiety today, um, I want to say that God sees you and he wants to meet you right where you are. I love Jesus's words when he says, come to me, all who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Mm. He doesn't say like, clean yourself up, stop struggling, don't be weary. No, he like, he understands that being a human is hard, like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, and whether you struggle with anxiety or depression or something else entirely, that Jesus is a waiting invitation to come to him. And then he goes on to say, take my yoke upon you and learn from me. Like he's our teacher. He wants to help us in our struggles, in our weariness. Um, and so I would just say like your struggles are real. And so is God. Hmm. Um, That reminds me of a great quote by Walt Gerber. He said, the main responsibility of a believer is yieldedness. Mm. And we can yield to God no matter how anxious or war-torn in our emotions we are or burdened down with real, real responsibilities that we can't share with someone else right now. We can always yield. We can Mm -hmm. always put our head on Jesus' lap. And that's if that's our main responsibility, we've got it made. 
yeah. but we just forget. And I think your openness with your struggles and my openness with my struggles, that's where we touch people's hearts. Jesus touched people's hearts through just admitting, hey, we don't have it all together. Uh, we always have something going on that draws us back into putting our heads in Jesus' lap. So you think about that mm -hmm. tonight when all three of your boys come home and you're tired. <laughs> now, uh, let's go into legacy. What do you feel is the legacy that you want to pass on to those who know and love you? Mm. That's such a good question. And I was thinking about that and I wrote down several things and I mean, there's lots of different legacies, you know, I want to have a legacy of kindness, a legacy of relying on God, but I think it could all boil down to what's actually I've chosen as my life verse, which is Psalm one, nine. Mm. It says, I will give thanks to the Lord with all my heart. I will tell of all your wonders. And that's what I hope to pass down is a legacy of remembering who God is and what he has done and living a life of gratitude. Because I think then, then that points other people to see God's fingerprints in their lives. I love that. Say that one more time. Remembering who God is and remembering who God is and what he has done and, and giving thanks for it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that, that helps me with um, when I'm grumpy. If I remember, this, is, this sounds like a simple, simple thing. Why are you grumpy? Well, I didn't get enough sleep. No, you're forgetting who God is and how mm -hmm. he helped you through the last time you didn't get enough sleep. Right. Um, we were just finishing the study of um, manna every day in Deuteronomy, the Jen Wilkins study. And so I've been texting friends. I'm praying for your manna today, not for tomorrow, mm -hmm. for today. Uh, one was just driving off to take her 10-year-old to Stanford for her chemotherapy you know, which she has to do every three weeks. So at the end of the night, then I said, did you get your manna today? She said more than enough. We're on our way home. So if we just think about um, how God helped us in the past, mm -hmm. that is a beautiful, beautiful legacy. Now, how do you go about doing that? I mean, it's easy to say, how do you do it? Yeah. Um, I just, I try to be intentional um, with my words. So for example, with my kids, um, you know, since, since they were little to build in a practice of gratitude in our everyday lives, you know, um, at night when I pray over each of them, when they, you know, are tucked in their beds and to, and to pray in a posture of Thanksgiving for what God has done in that day. And that sounds simple, but I have a particular child bedtime is very challenging and he has 1000 questions and it's, but can I just, and can you just tell, and mm -hmm. once, and I'm like, my blood pressure is rising and, um, I don't feel like giving things. I just want that kid to go to bed. Mm -hmm. Um, and so it, it recenters my heart and I, and I hope, and I pray in the modeling of, you know, and I even just pray honestly, like, Lord, it's, this is a rough end of the day. And yet that doesn't erase all the good help us to remember who you are and what you mm -hmm. have done. Mm -hmm. Um, and then, you know, in, in, in my job and in what I get to do online of, of sharing those things and having that balance of being honest about the struggles and it's a both and, and pointing to who God is hmm. and outwardly remembering and sharing stories of his faithfulness and his goodness and what he has done. Hmm. Um, 
And, and even, and that can even happen over coffee with a friend. You know, there's lots of things that you can talk about. What are you going to talk about, you know, in your hour with a friend, are you going to talk about the latest gossip or the TV show you watched or, you know, or you talk about like, what is God doing in your life? Mm -hmm. Ask good questions and be ready to, to, to be honest and doesn't have to be like profound or have a, a a neat bow, but what are you going to talk about? Talk about the Lord, talk about Mm -hmm. his faithfulness Mm -hmm. without it sounding cheesy. So it's natural. Yeah. Right. right. And with your best friends, that can sometimes be the hardest or it just depends on what's going on. You don't want to just say if someone's grumbling and having a hard day, well, I think you should just remember how Jesus helped you last time. I think we have to. No. Yes, I know that's not the way yeah. you would do it. So um, I'm sure our listeners would say, oh, no, I wouldn't want to do that either. But uh, yeah, I think we just bathe every experience with with prayer, just like I prayed before I met you online today, mm-hmm. that whatever we say would not only grace the listeners, but grace each other, because yeah. God is all about grace. And yeah. he, he wants us um, asking questions that I, I wrote a book on asking questions. So I'm really glad you brought that up. But people who know me know that I, I don't want to just waste time. You mm-hmm. know, I don't have that much time left. And uh, so we get down to a deeper level without turning somebody off. So I think that takes God's leading. Yeah. You know, just because you read a book on it doesn't mean you're going to be able to do it. I think it's just being so, so submitted and surrendered to God that he even gives us the next word. Yeah. So, um, yeah. well, you have been a delight uh, and thank you so much for being on. But I want to ask one last question. How does your life display God's welcoming heart? Hmm. Um. You know, I really try to live out what God has asked us, which is to love one another. And he says that by this, people will know that you are my disciple if you love one another. And so whether that's, um, you know, including a neighbor who lives alone, we try to include her once a week in family dinners and invite her over for holidays. And, hey, do you want to come to the soccer field? Um, to, you know, what I share online and, and in my work with, with speaking and writing is just to, just to continue to point back to the goodness of God, Mm. um, and to let people know, like, you don't, you don't have to clean up. Jesus says like, um, while we were yet sinners, Mm -hmm. Christ died for us. No one is disqualified from his kindness. Um, and so just trying to live a life like, okay, if no one, if God didn't disqualify anyone from receiving his love and forgiveness and kindness, um, how small is it for me to try to live the same? Right. So, so beautifully said, and, uh, I appreciate you so much. Thank you so much much for for having me. Yeah. And we'll put the links to the books and there will be a giveaway all week. So leave a comment on Instagram or on show notes on the blog or on Facebook, and we'll get you entered. And there'll be two winners, one for the Bible study, which is called Courageous. Is that called? Courageous Kindness. And where can we find you? You can find me at my favorite place to hang out is Instagram. And I'm just at Becky Keefe. Um, and would love for you to come. You can also check out my website, beckykeefe.com mm-hmm. and come and check out the encourage community as well. It's encourage with an I N in courage dot me or on social media at encourage. And you will just love the women that are, mm-hmm. that are part of this community. And uh, listeners, you can tell uh, Becky has a lot to say, especially to young moms, and she is a prolific speaker. So you can contact her on her website, beckykeep.com. Is that correct? Yeah. Yeah. There's all a right. speaking page and you can yeah, find out all my stuff Super. there. Thank yeah. you. Wonderful topics. Thanks so much, Becky. Take care. Until next time, think about your legacy. 
the one God has called you to live, all for heaven's sake. I would love to speak at your next Christian Women's event. See my keynotes and retreat series, as well as the show notes from today's broadcast at welcomeheart.com. Thanks for coming. You're always welcome here.